Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of You're the Best podcast. My name is Gina, and I'm the host of You're the Best. Um, I know I, as a lot of you know, I pre-record my my shows. So yesterday just happened to be Mother's Day. So again, happy Mother's Day to happy all Mother's you moms Day. out there. You deserve it. We all deserve it. Um, another shout out I'd like to give is to my husband. He graduated um, with his bachelor's degree yesterday. So congratulations. He's going to edit this and be like, "Ugh," but <laughs> congrats, babe. Love you. <laughs> Um, so today's special guest is someone that I've known for a while, but honestly don't know that much about. She's, she's, um, one of my boyfriend's friends, friends from back in the day. So this is going to be a really good conversation and I'm going to get to know someone a little bit more. And so are all of you. So welcome Diana. Hi. First of all, I got to touch on the fact that you said your boyfriend, that's adorable. My boyfriend. I said <laughs> that. Oh my God. My I husband. Love it. I love it. I'm oh, so sorry. It. My husband. It. I rarely oh. make that mistake anymore. But you know what? I'm going to blame it on the mom thing because I signed with my maiden name a couple weeks ago on something. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? What's <laughs> happening? Yes, dude. Oh, my, it's such a random thing. Like, and it happens at the most unopportune times too. When oh, you yeah. have that mom brain, you're like, oh, yeah. What? <laughs> what am I doing right now? Where life? am I? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> Well, welcome to the show. Um, I like to start off all of my shows with a gratitude section. Is there something that you're you're grateful for today or every day in general? I think I might be grateful for. There's a lot. I mean, I feel like I'm weirdly grateful for last year teaching me a lot about myself, I guess. Um, it really sucked for a lot of people. And I think that's also really sad, but at the same yeah. time, personally for me, like I actually learned a lot more about myself, how to manage my mental health a little bit better. Yeah. And definitely. even in such a, a gnarly time, and then also how close it brought my family together and stuff. And I mean, we love hanging out and all that, but being here under the same roof for a little bit of time was actually kind of cool. And it was like, you're just like learning all this like new ways to do things because you're so limited on what you can do. It's true. Um, it's true. That is yeah. something to be grateful for. Yeah. And we were we were having a brief discussion before we got on here. And we were just saying that sometimes we just like can't stand people in general, which I feel like is a, is a thing with everybody. So I don't feel bad saying it. I know, but um, we shouldn't feel bad saying it. Just, no, we shouldn't. Just say it. Just say it. Sometimes we all hate everybody, and that's yes, fine. It's we okay. need some time. But I was saying that, like, after the last year, we know that, like, now we don't have to hang out with people if we don't want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can just stay in our little bubble. Yes. <laughs> it's recommended, how, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> how bizarre, though, is it that, like, we feel obligated to hang out with people? Like, at some point in our lives, you know what I mean? Like, why? Like, I'm I'm using my time. Like, why not mm-hmm. use it with people? But it's the fact that sometimes you just got to be around people you don't want to be around. And it's like, ugh. I know. Goodbye. And then sometimes you're like, oh, I really don't want to go to this thing. And then you end up going, you're like, I'm so glad I went. Yes. That's the other one, too. It's a very, just also annoying, but like good. (laughs) Love, hate, love, hate. It's a love, hate. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you. That that is something good to be grateful for. So nice gratitude section. <laughs> Pretty. I was. I've seen a couple of the other shows, and and when you asked that question, I literally sat there like, oh my god, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna say? <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm gonna say. I literally blanked out there, and I was like, maybe that's it. I mean, that's kind of like the most recent thing, I guess, that I can think of that I'm like. It's important. No, that was definitely a good one. My my gratitude section is just gonna be thankful that I'm I have my daughter. I know yeah. yesterday was Mother's Day. I'm still on this tip. Today good. she was like you know cuddly, snuggly with me. So I'm like, oh, those it are my best, best days. I know. And like now, I, I mean, she's gonna be seven. Mine's gonna be seven. And it's like I get moments of that, but now she's kind of in the stage like, mom, leave me alone. Mom. And I'm like. <laughs> but love me <laughs> but please, please can I just have a hug just one hug yeah <laughs> please hold my hand while we're watching tv together oh uh, I know I'm trying to take so it cute. all in while I can that's at this fun. point yeah that's, I mean that's all you can do is enjoy it enjoy it while it's here yeah every stage has its pros and cons yeah yeah definitely <laughs> definitely she slept for like three nights in a row this week and I'm like oh my god are we going back to normal uh no we're not no we're not we woke up <laughs> so no. it was a nice three nights of like full sleep that I yeah. got but you know back to normal <laughs> it's so hard it's so hard especially when they're that little it's so hard yeah and I'm just like, and like today, I'm like, why am I so obsessed with you? Like, I hate everybody else in the world, but I am obsessed with you. Like, yes. who is... it's so I awesome. love that. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I wrote for our anniversary, I wrote like beautiful chaos. And it's literally that, like being married and having a kid is beautiful chaos. <laughs> it really like, is. It really is. Ridiculous emotional roller coaster. And it's like, but it's pretty rad though. It's kind it of is. It is. Yeah. You know. I love them all. That's all I can yeah, say. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So um, I do want to talk to you about like, about just like your past. Let's get to know each other a little oh. bit more. <laughs> so your boyfriend, I mean, your husband. And oh, I yeah. Went sorry. To high school. <laughs> so did your Shane ever tell you that he used to hate my guts? No. He hated me in high school. He actually didn't tell me that he was, I was like, Oh, is there something I should know? He's like, Oh, she was in her OTC. She did this. She did it. She, he neglected to tell me that. So that's oh, rude. Like me. Tell me so, about that. No, but that's good. I mean, that's good. Cause then I can just bring it up and it's even funnier to see your yeah. reaction. <laughs> so sorry, by the way. No, don't apologize. It's high school. Everybody was trash in high school. I know we're all trash. Um, I think it was like the, the ROTC thing was a big one because I, was really, really nerdily, if that's a word, into it. So I would take it way too seriously. And he oh, was yeah. in, but he wasn't the most cooperative most of the time. <laughs> I, I can imagine. So I used to, I, I mean, I had, it was one of those things like you have to as like, what did they call the commanding officer, which is like the highest person Yeah, there and in like a regular unit in the military. They're the, mm -hmm. like one of the higher people. So like I had the responsibility, I had to keep track of people and all that geeky shit. Uh, and I took I it and I took it way too seriously. And then, <laughs> like I said, he was not very cooperative. So <laughs> it, the two buttheads a lot. So, oh my God. Wait, was he in it with you? Um, I'm pretty sure Jersane was in ROTC like early on. I don't think he did all four uh. years though, because I feel like I remember him being in a uniform. Oh. Yeah, I remember a couple of people. I always remember people in uniform and I'm like, oh yeah, they did do ROTC with me. 
because we did a lot good of like, to know he didn't tell me that either he's he's obviously very good at gossiping giving me <laughs> clear information you know it's fine they're not they are terrible at it it's, it's horrible like, there was, horrible. I said something today and I was like you remember I told you that like two days ago right he goes yeah I don't I don't know I'm like, I don't okay, know maybe thanks. you did thank you but yeah he was I'm pretty sure he was only in for like a short amount of time though oh okay um, but um, like, can we talk about what ROTC is? Because I so, also asked him what that was and it was a hard topic. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in high school, they offer what it, they call the, well, it depends on what unit. So I was in a Navy one. So it was Navy JROTC. So the Naval Junior Officers Training Corps, ROTC, Junior Reserve Officer Training Corps. So it's like, oh, okay. um, they basically, it's like, you're kind of in like a mini military while okay. you're in high school. Um, so you kind of run the same way you have people in charge of different areas. You have, you know, your troops that you have to like corral to do whatever you need to do. Cool. And then, um, we'd wear our uniforms once a week. Um, so I, I think it was every Wednesday. It sounds right. To um, school you mean? Yes. Yeah, so you had to wear it all day at school. Um, <laughs> was a program at school too? Yes. So oh, we okay. had our own little area, um, in the school, and then um, after school, we'd like practice. We used to go on comp to competitions a lot. So it was a lot of Ooh. drill. Yeah, so a lot of drill. They, they um, do what they call color guard, which is like in the football games, you see the people yeah. holding the flags. Okay, so we used to do a lot of that. Like all those things were different elements of the competitions. So cool. we would be practicing for that. We would, you know, go on trips and it just depends on what was going on. But it was kind of like a, an extra responsibility on top of whatever... You were doing and a lot of people like took it didn't take it very seriously and yeah it was like you know an elective box to check off but like yeah I knew I I, well, I didn't know I guess I figured it out halfway through high school that I wanted to join the military but wow I wanted to go to the navy initially so I was like well that's what I'm gonna do so if I'm gonna do that I might as well get into this no, that's and true. um they had like people come to or no we visited the high school and they had people like drilling and all that and I was like that's so cool I want to do that like, like I want to be tortured yes, yes this is what I want <laughs> yes uh, so I was like perfect that sounds great and then I joined and I was like oh this is something I really like and I was really into it and I wanted to progress and I wanted to do better and I wanted to be in charge and it was all this stuff cool. honestly though I, I I really didn't care for high school but I would say that that program was one of the highlights of high school for me personally that's great. Um, because I, like I said, I wanted to join the Navy, but we had, um, they took you to a mini boot camp. That's what they call it. Mm -hmm. And it's two weeks and you're out. And when we went, it was at West Point and you're out there for two weeks and they have Marines training you. Yeah. And it's like boot camp. They're yelling at you. They're waking you up at like five in the morning, like Jeez. ruining your, your, your uh, bunk beds. And it was like, that shit was fucking crazy. And you're in high school and going through this shit. It's like, oh my God. Um, I got all my hormones going too. Like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yes, dude, yes. And, uh, and it was run by Marines. And I was like, oh my God, these guys are fucking badass. Like, I love this. And it was, cool. you know, watching them teach us all this stuff and helping us drill and all that. Drill is like the marching or whatever. And it was like, my, it was like one of those eye-opening things for me. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Like I'm going to cool. the Marine Corps and my ROTC instructor, instructor um, 
was so hell bent on making sure I went to the Navy that when I told him I wanted to go to the Marines, he was so betrayed. He's like, <laughs> are you, are you sure? Is that really what you want to do? I'm like, listen, this is the hardest one. I want to do that one. Like, I don't, I understand this was cool. what I was talking about before. Yeah. But I saw the videos. I saw, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, that's what, that's what I want to do for sure. Was he in the Navy or that's just like what you started mm-hmm. out? Oh, okay. He, okay. That so my ROTC, yeah, my <laughs> ROTC instructor, the, the one I had be, all four years, cause we changed, he has an assistant or like a mm-hmm. second in command with him. And that one changed over, I believe like my sophomore year or, or junior year. And, um, but the main one, the, he was in the Navy and he retired from the Navy and he was a, a, a diver and he worked on submarines and stuff. So he was, he was pretty cool. Cool. But he was like, so into it. Like, yes, yes. And then I told him I was going to the Marines. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> but so sorry, but I got to go. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> they look so much cooler in their uniforms. I'm sorry. Way cooler. <laughs> Way cooler. I'm I sorry. mean, no offense to anybody in the Navy, but like... I know. I know. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, guys. So did you enlist like right after high school? Dude. Yeah. Like I, so I signed papers to go um, a year before I graduated high school. So basically I had oh a whole god. year, that whole last year is what they call, uh, um, oh my god, you're a poolie is what they call. So you're in the pool to mm. go to the military. So you're basically training with the Marines that run the recruiting office in your town. You know, you're going on runs with them. You're going, you know, you're learning this and that, whatever. They basically kind of build you up to go, like they prepare you to go. Wow. Um, that's what their jobs are. So um, I did that for a year before I went to boot camp. Um, wow. So I was supposed to leave in like later in the year or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think or something happened and the guy was like, hey, if you want, we can get you out of here a week after high school. Literally, I graduated high school and a week later I was gone. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I was like, let's go. I just want to rip it like a bandaid. Get me yeah, out of yeah. here. Like, I just want to go. For sure. Where um, were you stationed? So I went to boot camp in South Carolina. I graduated and went to uh, what they call MOS school, which is like your job school mm-hmm. um, in North Carolina. Um, and then after North Carolina. So at the end of your schooling is when they tell you where you're going to go. And they basically yeah. give you a sheet like, pick three places you like are your top three picks to go. Yeah. And you mean, you do your research and you know, which bases are cool and which bases are the ones you want to go to. Yeah. And I was like, dude, California, Hawaii, Japan. And it was like, (laughs) wishful thinking. I graduated and they were like, (laughs) you're going to North Carolina, get the fuck out. I'm like, I'm already here. What the hell? (laughs) Yeah, dude. So That's I was like, all right, rude. whatever. Like, why I, even ask me at this they point? Don't, why they don't even care. ask me? They don't care. We'll get to that. They don't care. Okay. <laughs> all right. Cool. Um, so, so what was your job? So I was a supply. Um, but when they picked us out for where we were going to go for school, one of the guys that was supposed to go to Japan was like, I can't go to Japan. There's no way. Because my mom is in Florida. I need to be close to her. And I was the class leader and the teach, the instructor basically pulled me aside. He's like, listen, we've got somebody that can't go. They're going to let him switch orders with somebody in the class. And I'm like, oh, do you want me to pick somebody? He goes, no, it's you. You have 10 minutes to decide whether or not you want to stay here oh, or go to Japan. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, oh, yes, yeah, so go call your mom and do whatever you got to do. But let me know in 10 minutes. I was like, oh, 
shit. Okay. Wow. So I called my mom. I was like, Hey, uh, he's telling me I can go to Japan. What do I do? <laughs> I like, Please tell me what to do. Cause I he's originally like, said that was cool, but now I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> now, now that's not what I was told. So I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm panicking. She's like, right. honestly, I mean, she wanted to tell me to stay cause she was yeah. only in Florida too, but she's like, yeah. go, if you don't go, you're going to regret it. And I'm like, okay. So you um, went? Yeah, I was stationed there for two years. I lived in Japan for two years. Yeah, wow. Dude. Yes, it was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you been back since? No. So we want to go back. We've been talking about it for such a long time. Um, trying to get, you know, we're thinking, talking about the expense of it because it's expensive to fly that far. Absolutely. Um, and um, we want to take Tori too because... So that's where Julian and I met. We met while we were stationed in Japan. So then I think about like oh. my life, like whizzes in front of my eyes. I'm like, holy shit. Like if I wouldn't have chosen to go to Japan in that spur of the moment, like I wouldn't have basically everything I have now. So that's like, oh, it, it blows <laughs> my mind, but it blows my, I know. And it blows my, it sounds really corny, but it blows my mind to think about like how that one decision in my life, or even just going to the military, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that influenced everything that has happened to me till this point. It's pretty fucking cool to think about. That's um, great. But like yeah, imagine so I, like, where would you be now? Who knows? Yes. Who knows? But yeah, not I mean, as happy as you are now. So at least, I at least it. you feel like no you way. made a great decision. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it was cool. It was cool to be there. I mean, I got there right at my 18th birthday. So like I'm in a completely different country. I know nobody because I, nobody, nobody from my school actually came to Japan with me. So I was the only one from my class. So I didn't even know anybody there. I think I knew wow. a couple of, the, of girls that, oh no, there's one I went to boot camp with and that's how I knew her. And she, well, actually she's probably in school with me too. Now that I think about it, she was the only one though. And she was my roommate. So well, good. yeah, so at least we kept each other sane. And she was literally the only person I freaking knew. And everybody else was like, you know, everybody's brand new too. It's a, a lot of people. It's their first time ever leaving the states. And yeah, it's like yeah, insane. Like I had already gone to Colombia and stuff with my family, but this was like a whole new level. But new language, new everything. Yeah, everything. It's like complete culture shock. Um, but it was just, it's crazy. And yeah, I was so I was in supply. So the supply unit, basically what they do is exactly that. They supply people with whatever they need. So, you know, you've got your, your platoon has a truck and they're assigned this truck. They need a part for this truck. You're going to come to us. We order the part, keep track of the part, let you know, Hey, this is what's coming. All logistic stuff. So cool. that budgeting contracts, um, planning anything and everything, a lot of that would go through us. So cool. Um, you were like the backbone of everything. You had everything everybody wanted. Yeah, much. but but don't tell anybody else that because everybody loves to talk shit about the fact that they would be fine without supply. I'm like, um, <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit. That's a lie. Bullshit. Where are Whatever. you gonna get your shit from? You're you're gonna keep track of everything you need. No, you're not. No, you're mm -hmm. not. <laughs> no, you're not. But yeah, so then I actually just graduated two years ago. I got my bachelor's in that. So now I Congrats. supply chain manager. Thanks, man. Yeah, so that was because I was going to be a teacher for a while. And then I'm like, mm, I think I'm going to do something else. And I was like, well, I actually enjoyed that job while I was in. It was fun. 
and it gave me a lot of opportunity to do like extra traveling. Yeah. So I was, uh, I used to have a government credit card. So anytime anybody needed to buy anything on this credit card, I would go wherever it was. So when we were in Korea for um, a training for like a month and a half or so, I literally got to go to like every single American base in the radius of where we were at in Korea. So I went wow. to all these different, and it, that's cool to say that like, well, I've been here, but, and it was all because of the government credit card. So it just cracks me up now that I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> and I just literally got paid to spend money. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I want that job. <laughs> Dude, but you know, there were so many people though, like women were getting in trouble. There was a woman that got in trouble for buying breast implants and writing them off as like work-related expenses. <laughs> Yeah, she's got some balls or some really big tits to do that. Like, let's Dude, be honest, because like so many stories of people like guys like taking the credit cards to strip clubs, like buying all kinds of inappropriate shit. It's so how do bad. they like, how do they think they're not gonna get caught? Like, like you're in the military. Like, do you think <laughs> do you think you have freedom? Who told you this? They lied to you. Who they lied said to that? you. Don't you want all that? the benefits when you get out? Don't don't ruin this shit for yourself now. No, dude, people <laughs> are so dumb. Oh my god, they were so dumb. And my sergeants would always tell me, like, look, you need to be careful. And I'm like, I would never think to spend. Like, you give me a list. That is yeah, what I'm yeah. buying. Is what's on the list. That's it. Like, there's like, how do these people think they're gonna get away with all this crap? Oh my god, it was awful. Like there's no so other options for anything else in no, in my dude. mind as well. Like, okay, here's my list. This is it. Okay, make yeah. sure I don't lose this. That's it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. But yeah, I was so we were in, I was in Japan for two years, and then after that, I went to North Carolina again. Back to North Carolina, <laughs> beautiful uh, North Carolina. Oh, is that what that is? Is it? <laughs> I went once. I can fully. I can Ugh. fully say that it. It's not a place that I'm ever going to settle. No offense. <laughs> no offense. North Carolina. Not my cup of tea. But, you know, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. It's called, what is this? A spade, a spade. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was not a big fan of that place, but I mean, I made, made the best of it that I could. Well, I came back and I think from Japan and I um, was finally legal to drink here. No. So over there, <laughs> over there, they changed the drinking age while I was there to 20. It used to be 21. But oh. when you go off base to the Japanese bars, the Japanese bars is 20. Cool. So um, they changed it while we were out there. So I got to do one year of 20 year old legal drinking and then basically <laughs> processed right into 21 year old legal drinking. There and you what go. else is there to do in North Carolina? besides get shit face all the time so exactly literally what else is there to do yeah dude, <laughs> honestly um so then i was there for about honestly i wasn't even there more than a year and then i got called up to do um to be the supply chief which is like the the higher enlisted position in a supply unit or platoon or whatever um at mojave viper which is basically where people train before they go to afghanistan or oh. Iraq or wherever they're going to go deploy um, wow. to combat zones. And basically they do all their combat training at this, in this area. So again, I was in charge of supplying them with anything they needed and um, ordering parts for anything and everything. I mean, we had a lot of different units come through. I met so many cool people and I like bet. people that have, people that have deployed to all these different areas, people that have 
on their fifth or sixth rotation to Afghanistan. Like it was just insane. Um, That's tough. But it was cool because I was in charge of such a a big part of that little unit that was there. And Mm -hmm. it was kind of like one of the coolest things that I had done while I was in. Um, Good for you. Thanks, man. I got to meet the Sergeant Major of like the Mexican Marines. And we like, I took them on a tour because they needed somebody to translate because nobody spoke Spanish. I was going to say, that's perfect for so you then. So the, the CEO comes running in. He was a, he was a colonel at the time. Um, comes running in. He goes, what are you doing right now? And I was like, um, nothing, sir. He's like, come with me. And then my, my officer that was in charge of me looked at him. He's like, were you going to ask me if you could take her? And he's like, no. And I was like, okay. He's like, listen, he's like, I've got the, the Sergeant Major, the Mexican Marine Corps coming in like 30 minutes. I need you to translate. He's like, can you do that? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So we got to take him around base and translate for him and all this stuff. And then he's like, we need to go drinking. We went drinking with the, with the Sergeant Major of the Mexican Marines, dude. It was the coolest thing. I'm like taking shots of tequila with him. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. Yes. Heck yeah. Like, that is insane. Like it was just that kind of stuff. And then I got to meet the Sergeant Ma- or the Commandant in the Marine Corps, which is literally the highest position in the Marine Corps. Wow. Like I got to meet him and I like shook his hand and it was like this moment. I always post, you'll see it on my Facebook on every year I post pictures for like um, the Marine Corps birthday or Veterans yeah. Day. And it's always the same picture of me, like, like <laughs> shaking a deer in the headlights, like shaking his hand, like, Hey, <laughs> but Hi. that was cool too. Like I'm, I, that's, I mean, there are, it's a very rare occasion that you get to meet people of really high ranks while you're in, especially if you're not really high rank yourself. I was only a Sergeant at the time and that's an E and E five. So it's like not really that high up to be like schmoozing with all the big wigs. So to, yeah. to have that, that was like such a cool moment. Um, that's and we were nice. drinking with him too. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is pretty all right. <laughs> that must um, have been one of your best days, definitely in your yeah, Marine man, life. Just, yeah, yeah. I did a lot of really cool stuff and we went to a lot of really cool places. Um, so how that was your husband with you when he transferred? Probably not, right? To all the different places? So, no. So we met my second year in Japan. Um, I was actually dating his friend. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> but that obviously didn't work out. So I was like, hey. <laughs> but listen, like when I met him, I was like, I knew it. Like I knew, I didn't need, I'm not, I don't really believe in love at first sight. Like that's not really like a, mm-hmm. I mean, I believe that you, you are connected to somebody at first sight, but yeah. to say love, I think it, for me is a lot personally. Yeah. Um, but like I met him and I knew it. I'm like, we're going to be bound in some way. I'm not exactly sure how, but this is I'm like, you're never going to get rid of me. I hope you understand this. Like I'm <laughs> in your life forever. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm literally going to bother life. you forever. I used to make jokes. I used to make jokes about it. Like even before we started dating, I'm like, listen, we're going to get married. I'm just, when we get married, he'd be like, really? <laughs> like, Come on. You're <laughs> come on. But I know you um, feel this too. Yeah, he got there a few months after I or before I did. So he ended up leaving Japan and I was still there and we had just started dating. Um, So he went to California. We were apart for two years and we didn't see each other more than 26 days total in those two years that we were separated. So we did that long distance stuff and uh, he (sighs) was in California and then I was in North Carolina. Um, 
And I tried to get to California, but they wouldn't send me because they were like, we don't need anybody there from your job, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Of course. <laughs> of course. So right? Um, that must have been really hard. Yeah. Long distance is no joke. That's, I always tell people, if you can avoid that, like the plane. At all costs. Please do. Mm-hmm. I mean, some things are worth the sacrifice, obviously, but. And oh yours was God, very so- much like a time restraint. Like, okay, we have two more years. If we can mm-hmm. get through that, then like we literally have the rest of our lives do whatever we want. So that's right. kind of like a lot easier than just anyone randomly dating that live across the country or something. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like he was in California and then he went to um, Iraq um, in 2007. And that was right around when I was getting ready to get out. And he came back from Iraq and I got out basically right after he got back. Wow. And then we were together for about a year and then he went to Afghanistan. Oh my God. But he went to Afghanistan like when Afghanistan was like hot, like when it was like sketchy as fuck to go to Afghanistan. Yeah, I was, was still... thinking like that was right around the time frame that all that Yeah, because it was on. like really early on, like when they were pushing into new areas. Because when he went to Iraq, it was still, I mean, he was... I wouldn't necessarily say cushy, but life was easier because yeah. they had already gone through all the shit. It was already pretty well established. But when he was going to Afghanistan, they were just establishing there. And his job is is heavy equipment. So he was the one out there fixing roads, you know, operating bulldozers and the backhoes and graders, oh all the heavy equipment. So his job was when the IEDs blow up, like you're he's there to fix the road now i get chills when i talk about this it's so annoying oh my um, god but he would be going he would have to go out there right after it happens so it was like it blows up within an hour hey we need somebody out there to repair this road cool so now you're going out oh to a road god. that's like already really sketchy and it's like ugh. oh um, my god yeah so afghanistan was rough that deployment was really hard um and i was already out of the marines by then and i was living in california um, so we were already living together. We had just gotten married the year before when he went. So it was like, okay. <laughs> like how long he was went, he over there for? He was there for, I think it was like right around eight months. Jeez. Yeah. And then plus like the month and a half before they leave for training. So they're already yeah. apart from you then. And then they come back for like a couple weeks of and leave then, and then, and then bye. See you later. See you later. Yeah. I better see you later type of thing. Like you better come home. Yeah, dude, it's such oh a, my God. that whole, so it was very interesting. Like it, I guess that's interesting is I got to live both perspectives. Like I lived the perspective of being in the military and, you know, being a woman in the military. And then I had to live the perspective of being a wife to somebody in the military. Like it's, you don't really get either or, or, you know, not Jeez. much Yeah. So it was just, it was beneficial because I already understood a lot of what it entailed to be a Marine, especially in his position. And he was in charge of a lot of um, Marines in his shop or whatever. And um, his his staff NCOs always looked to him for a lot of help with them and making sure that people were here on time. But then he's getting calls at like two in the morning on a Saturday because Lance Corporal dumbass decided to get shit faced and jump off the fucking balcony at the barracks. Like it was like that kind of shit. And it was, 
but I understood it. So I wouldn't. But you understood that must have yes. made the relationship a little bit easier. Yes, I mean, obviously you were still concerned about him, but in another sense, like, it's like, okay, I know the people he's, the type of people he's with. I know mm-hmm. what he has to do. So that must be a little bit easier, a little, yeah, a little just, bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It helped. It was definitely hard, but it helped a lot. And he was yeah. in, he was in for another two years after I got out. Um, well, no, I'm sorry. Another four. Cause he was in for eight. Oh, he did and, two, um, two rounds. Yes. So he re-enlisted while he was in Iraq. And when he was out there, he got like, um, that's when they were doing re-enlistment bonuses. So they were giving them a, like a bunch of money uh, to re-enlist. So he was like, I mean, why not? I'm like, whatever, just do it. So he did it. And, I guess so. See you later yeah. in like 17 more years is what it feels like. <laughs> yes. Mm-mm. Um, at least he didn't want to stay there. At least you didn't have to move to like the Middle East. At least you were, <laughs> he came home to you. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it was, it was, so we, he had a hard time because he wanted to stay in, but, um, when he had requested to go somewhere, they were like, no, we don't need you there because your specific job field, your number we need in this spot. Yeah. Right. And he was okay. Fine. I understand that. Whatever. Like. Two months later, another guy with his same exact number job gets selected to go do what my husband had requested right before then. So he's like, what the hell? And he was like, but well, I'm maybe just a number, can- right? <laughs> Listen, he's like, maybe we can trade. You can do my job. I can do your job. We're both in the same MOS. So mm-hmm. it shouldn't be a big, de- big deal. They need people in both spots. Yeah, They'll have their people. It's just different people they call up the monitor and the monitor is like, no, I don't want to do that. And he's like, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then That's it turned so out. And then it turned out that the other guy, when he went to do that job, he got disqualified because he had, um, I think he had an ear problem or whatever. And, <gasps> oh no, blood pressure. It was blood pressure. He had a blood pressure issue and they sent him to go to drill instructor school, which is like the people that yell and scream at you all the time. Oh no. So don't he got, that. No. So he's like, mm, I can't go there. So then Julian's like, okay, well, if you would have picked me, I would have filled that spot. And now yeah. you have to find somebody else to fill that spot. Yeah. It's a lot of that. Oh God. A That's that. a lot of stress. Well, it, so I guess he decided he's like, no, I'm married. I'm not going to go for a third time. I'm yeah. Done. Like he's, <laughs> he was nervous that if he got sent to go recruiting, which was the other job that he, mm-hmm. um, got forced was getting forced to do he said if i go recruiting what if they send me to like the middle of fucking nowhere in the united states oh yeah no and then what like how are we gonna survive that or how is that gonna be because that's just gonna be not to say he couldn't do it we could do it but if yeah but at that point too we had the option we can either a get out and just figure it out on our own finally have the freedom or B, we suck it up and we do it. But then we're going to have to put a lot of things on hold. We were already talking about, you know, having kids eventually. And it was like all these things were piling on. And it was like, no, nah, there's no way. So also, like, that's your, like, prime time of life. Like, when you're young. Like, I understand, yeah. like, you know, you could retire in so many years. You could be retired by the time you're, like, 40. You know, I understand that perspective. And, like, yeah, that would be great. But also, like, you miss so much with your family Mm. and, like, other friends. So it's, like, that must be hard to make those serious decisions. Because it's not like, oh, it's, like, a year, I'll just, like, leave. No, it's, like, four-year commitment. Otherwise, you're screwed if you don't do it right. (laughs) Yeah, it's rough. And it's, like, you know, you're – it's a huge – 
formidable time in your life. And I mean, we got married really young. I mean, we got married at 22. I was 22 when I got married. And I was like, I was already young in that situation as it was. And I'm like, and now you're trying to tell me to like completely displace my life and go to fucking Kansas. No, no. offense. No offense. No, but no, no. Like, it's, it's way middle different. Of nowhere. Yeah. Like, it's just so, it's just too much. Like I, yeah. we're, we'll figure it out. We had a lot of people that we knew that were still in that were willing to help us find work and you know yeah. we had a plan and it was like okay we need to get out like there's no way because you know it's as much as they they sell you this almost like a pipe dream like it's you're gonna have all these great it's gonna be great and amazing it is great and it is amazing but sometimes you are put in areas where if you don't kiss the right ass and if you don't you know schmooze the right person you're not gonna get what you want or you're not yeah. gonna have a desirable time or it's it's not going to be easy for you mm-hmm. so i mean we got along really well with a lot of people but we were never the ass kisser yeah yeah you know what i mean especially mm-hmm. him he's definitely not like that at all yeah and he's like i'm not gonna go do that for what just so you yeah. can send me where i want to I'm, I'm okay like let me go no. just let me go so then you guys got to start your life that's mm-hmm. good did you guys stay in California? Did you oh, come yeah. back? Oh, okay. No, I was like, I, my whole dream in high school was to live in California. Like I used to watch the OC and like the Hills and, <laughs> and Laguna beach and shit. I'm like, that's what I want. I want to live in California. I'm here. I'm here in California. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm like, this is, this is fine. I'm okay here. I'm good. It was funny too. Cause when I was in North Carolina and they sent me to that, um, that unit, yeah. uh, Mojave, the Mojave Viper one that's in California, but it's in 29 Palms, which is in the desert. And I mean, if you ask a Marine about 29 Palms, they're going to look at you and think that that's like the worst place on the planet. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, dude, they told me I was going to 29 Palms. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm so close. I'm so close. I'm going to be three hours away from Vegas. Oh, my God. Yes. Like freaking out, dude. It was hilarious. But Did you yeah. go to Vegas when you were over there? Oh, yes, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hell yeah. yeah. It was so much fun. There was... And I got stories for days. I can't believe that. Um, there was one time. <laughs> there was one. I feel like I feel like one of those old ladies. This one time, <laughs> um, my first trip ever to Vegas. Ever. We were. We had just finished work, and it was like four. And one of the staff sergeants from one of the other units came in, and he's like, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" And it was me, one of my Marines, and I believe one of my roommates. Mm-hmm. She worked at the office next to, in, in the office next to me, and. We were just talking or whatever. And he's like, what are you guys doing? We're like, nothing. We're just hanging out. He's like, do you want to go to Vegas? And we're like, what? He's like, let's go. Let's go. Like, yeah, really quick. Go grab something. You know, we'll grab something to eat on the way out. Like, let's go. And we're like, okay. Okay, <laughs> so let's went, do it. Yeah, dude, we went to our rooms, <laughs> packed everything up, and we literally left that night. And we're like, where are we going to stay? Like, we didn't have any plan that we were going to stay or anything. We're just like, <laughs> fuck it. We're winging this shit. And I'm like, whatever. So we pull up and they're like, you know, somebody had told us there's you know, good hotels right off the strip. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. Well, right off the strip is disgusting. So I'm like, listen, <laughs> I'd rather spend the money to stay somewhere nice for 100%. my first time ever here than stay at some 100%. fucking rundown motel just to freaking save money. I'm like, fuck that. No. And they were like, all right, well, the Palms, the Palms Hotel, mm-hmm. they had just opened the Playboy Club or whatever the year before. Yeah. So one of the guys was like, let's just go there. I'm like, okay. So okay. we went there. We got a room. The girls shared a room and the guy shared a room. And um, 
like we got there, we got ready. It was great. We were going, walking up to the line and some guy like, in, like stopped us halfway. And he's like, Hey, where are you guys going? And we're like, well, we don't know yet. You know, the weights are really long and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he's like, well, have you guys heard of that new playboy club that they just opened up? And we're like, yeah, it's, it sounds really cool. But the line's like two and a half hours long. He's like, I mean, I can get you guys in right now. And we're like, what? I mean, okay. <laughs> he's you're like, going to force this like, yeah. on me. <laughs> he's like, yeah, let's go. And I'm pretty sure he knew we were military, but he didn't want to say it outright. The yeah. guys are like super obvious. They're, they, the haircuts give it away everywhere yeah. they go. Mm-hmm. So he was like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. He's like, can I see you guys ID? And the only IDs we normally carry, unless you have a license, is a military ID. So all of us are like, okay here you he's go like, he's like cool all right let's go i'm like yes we got he's like he like took us up to like vip <laughs> walked us around the whole club gave us a little wow. tour and i was like my mind is fucking exploding right now this is insane. <laughs> he's like all right you guys have fun i'll see you guys later i'm like okay okay like, cool great. thanks yeah i was like that's like the coolest first time ever story i'm like I absolutely love, i love it Spur of the moment, not planned. Yeah, it was so that's, much. That's usually when the best things happen. Mm-hmm. Good first experience. Well, good for you. <laughs> yeah, and then the second time I went was terrible. So <laughs> it's okay. Every time can't be great. It's, it's a learning like, experience. Like, all right, that's fine. We'll be all right. It's it's okay. We'll be fine. Well, oh that's cool. So, so you stayed in California. That's. That's awesome in itself. Yeah, we lived in San Diego, so we were there for six years. Um, wow, and that was really cool. I mean, I'd never, I'd never really been there um, aside from like visiting friends at the base there mm-hmm. a couple times. Um, but it was really neat to live there. The life is like life and everything is just so different over there. You know, everybody's, it's true. Like everybody's super laid back. Everybody's really chill, and like the world is just so much more like mellow and stuff that's Um, nice especially after being in such a stressful environment for so many years between you and your husband yeah and like dealing with all that stuff or you know being apart and all that so it was nice to finally be together some are really cool there's so much to do um and it was a lot of fun and luckily he had a pretty decent unit that he was in when he was in the military so he got to be with some really good marines and we had made a, a lot of really cool friends and his um his staff and COs and his officers were really cool and everything. And they deployed a couple times together. Um, so they all had that like camaraderie and familiarity together. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun too for them. Um, so it was nice. It was comfortable knowing that we were in a good spot and like enjoying it to the fullest. And, you know, we had just gotten married. So we were also, you know, living married life together and we were living together for the first time. You know, it was just, all these firsts and all these really cool things out there. Well, it's a good thing that worked out for you because that's like, you couldn't really have a real relationship in the Marines. So it's like, Oh, let's, let's, let's have an actual relationship now. Hey, what's going on? Good morning. (laughs) And it's insane. Cause like you could be married to like, if I would have stayed in and we stayed married, like they'd be like, yeah, we'd always make sure you guys were together. So it's like, cool. We can be stationed together in the same base, but I can be a unit a and he can be in unit B and unit A deploys in January and then unit B deploys in July. So we'd be literally like 
You still wouldn't in- be together. No, ships okay. passing in the night, but they're like, you guys are together. You're stationed in the same. You can go station. to bed together most of the time during the year, maybe a couple. What? Months. Yes. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you mean? Okay. Man? No. Okay, cool. Thanks. So it's all a bunch of lies. It's like not a lie, but it's a bunch of lies. <laughs> it's just a lot of, it's a lot of fluff and a lot of exaggeration yeah. and a lot of, but it's, what's good is that there's a lot of that truth that's, thankful for social media that it brings up a lot of honesty and a lot of truth about stuff that people are really trying to dodge and avoid and Mm -hmm. not let people see the ugly side of it all and yeah I mean I like I said that was those were the the four amazing years of my life and it gave me a lot and it brought a lot of good to my life but it's that shit is hard and it's not for everybody. And I can only imagine like what it's like to be in the military in the current climate. Yeah. Because it was tough back when we were in and it was still, you know, we were still dealing with a lot of sexism. I mean, it's, it might sound cliche. I don't really remember a lot of racism and stuff. Like I, we were very much like, we're all wearing the same fucking uniform. We're all dealing with the same shit. Like we're mm-hmm. good. The only thing we, I would see pretty frequently was sexism, but that's just being a woman in the military. You're going to see that everywhere you go. It's like, um, so that's, I mean, I, but I can't even imagine in the culture now people are so emboldened to say and do things. And it's like, and I've seen people like on military blogs and stuff, posting about people losing their careers because of the stuff that they're posting and saying on social media and like trying to get you know, viewers on TikTok and all this shit, but they're going to, they sound like assholes. And it's like, oh my God, I know you can't. It's like, you know, freedom of speech. Everybody has the right to say whatever they want to say. But I feel like in today's day and time, people like say almost too much sometimes, or it's like, we get it. We get it, but we don't have to talk about it all the time. Or you don't have to make this your whole life. <laughs> this shouldn't be like your personality. Like you should not be basing your personality over these like small bits of your life. It's just too much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's and too it's, much. It's, it's a lot it's, of exposure too. It's like too much <sighs> exposure. Yeah, dude. And I have a lot of friends that are still in from when we all came in together. Oh wow. And now they're in charge and they're the ones up at the top and everything. And they're writing to us, you know, we'll talk on Facebook like here and there. And they'll be like, dude, if you could only see just how bad it is now, like we can't say shit to anyone anymore. Like we can't. Right. Because, I mean, you get a lot of shit talking and people just, you know, bantering back and forth. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, calling each other names, being silly. And they're like, dude, we can't even do that anymore. Like, we can't do half the shit we used to do anymore. It ruins the, the experience. Like, yeah, when, if I were to go to the Marines, I would expect to get, like, yelled at constantly, at least for the first couple of months <laughs> when you're in, like, boot camp and whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, that's yeah. what you, like, almost expect. And for it not to happen, you're just like, cool. Okay. Well. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> but, so you know, it's hard. <laughs> but it's also hard, too. You've got Marines that take that shit way too far and you have the marine the one dude in boot camp that died a couple years back because he was over it and it's it's i don't know i don't know so much of that culture has to change and i think a lot of it's it is changing but it's changing in the wrong ways yeah and not in the ways that it should be changing a lot of the morale i can't believe even now i've been out for it's gonna be 13 years in july and i still see so much about morale and the culture being an issue. And I'm like, how 
in 13 years have you not done anything about that figured this out yeah dude how have you not figured out a way to give a fuck about your military to give a fuck about your marines to give a fuck about these people that yeah they sacrifice so much yeah and then they're paid back in nothing in return you know what i mean it's hard yeah but I, don't know. I hope it's, I hope it changes, but it's it's very sad to see that a lot of it hasn't. And you know, Julian's lost a couple friends um, to suicide and all that. And I know people that have lost friends too. And all these, all this shit that could have been easily prevented with so many things. But I know I you know you hear stories all the time of people that just can't take it ptsd whatever it was something happened even if it's not something so traumatic as being on the front line and other things do happen too but you would think that there'd be more psychological help that you're getting mental health something on the outside and you know just the fact that they don't allow veterans to smoke weed like you're allowed to, I mean, I'm not like, you know, I'm not saying like everybody needs to smoke weed, man. I'm not like that. It's like, it's completely no, different. Everybody like weed. doesn't need to smoke weed, man. Um. <laughs> no. What do you mean? But I'm just saying like it, it helps people. There's medicinal yes. purposes for it. And for PTSD and like things like that, depression, anxiety, I know. And I've personally seen that it helps people. And it's like, okay, we're, we're okay with prescribing millions and millions of different types of pills, millions that like have all these crazy side effects, but we're not okay with a plant. Yeah. No plants, just man-made chemicals. Because it's not, li- it's not lining the right pockets, so they don't care. Man. They're just like, we just want money. We don't give a shit about anything. Do else. all of these states not understand how much tax money they're going to make Dude, <laughs> selling know, weed? Like Colorado is living the dream yeah, right now. And I don't know how they haven't, how people don't catch on. Or maybe they don't want to catch on. And the sad thing, I mean, I live in Florida. We just did recreation. Or I'm sorry, uh, medicinal, like a year and a half ago, two years ago now. Yeah. Connecticut's like not barely. too far behind that. Yeah. I'm like, what, why? And it's just a lot of people look at it still in this like bad light. But I think a lot of it too is, is this stigma that they're just pushing at people to scare them off of it. So they can mm-hmm. then turn to pills and all that. And I remember guys that I knew that were in, they're like, dude, I feel like a zombie. Like the VA prescribes these pills to me mm-hmm. and I don't feel like a normal person. Like I feel like a fucking zombie. Like I'm not here. Like I'm going through the motions, but I'm, there's nothing there. I'm like, how do you, and then you, how, how do you, you expect them to get better? Like their only options, like mentally is just like, how do I do this then? How do I yeah. do this? How do I help yeah. myself if nobody else is going to help? Cause obviously you can't help yourself in that situation. Yeah. I feel so bad. I feel it's so sad. bad for all those people. And I mean, not even just in the military, other people around here with anxiety, yeah. depression, PTSD from random everyday life stuff. It's yeah. just not, it's not fair to give everyone a fighting chance. Like, I don't know, for just a it, plant. Like, can everybody just get on board? Cut your honestly, ties, cut your little, you know, contracts you I, have. I was the most, you can ask, I mean, you just had Aaron on, so you can ask Aaron, you can ask Jose. I was such a You were anti. You were so anti. Such a dude. I was, wait, wait, didn't we smoke when we were together in in Connecticut? I'm pretty sure we did. So listen, I remember having this conversation with you in the car and I was like, dude, and Aaron was like, I can't believe I'm watching what I'm watching right now. I remember that. Jose and Aaron both said the same thing. They were like, I can't believe we're smoking weed with Diana in the car right now. I was like, yes, dude. Like I was so against it, but that's why. Because I was fed all the fucking 
it's awful. How dare you? You're a piece of shit if you do it. And it's like all this stuff. And then you get older and you're like, oh my God, what the fuck is that? What was I, what was I so afraid of? Dude, I was, <laughs> and now I'm thinking back and I'm like, man, I missed out on so much cool shit because I didn't want to smoke pot. Like not really. I mean, like a couple cool things. But some of the times when I was in high school smoking, I was just like, look. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't miss much. <laughs> True. I really wasn't allowed to do much anyway in high school, so I wouldn't be gaining from any of that, honestly. No. My mom was so strict. I was like, I was not allowed to do anything. Yeah, but you know what? It kept you on track to what you wanted. Because That's if true. you started smoking weed, you'd be like, I don't want to go mm. and do boot camp today. Like, I'm mm-hmm. high. Like, <laughs> I'm good. That doesn't sound fun for me today. No, okay. I'm going to go to this party and get wasted Sorry. with one of my friends. <laughs> Sorry, Sergeant. Right? I don't think I'm, no. I'm going to go. <laughs> no, it was good. It was for the best. Yeah, for the probably. best. I agree. Now that I think about it, it's probably, probably a good idea <laughs> I didn't do that. No, oh, I just think God. it should just be legal at this point. I just... I don't get it. We're allowed to poison ourselves with alcohol. We're allowed to do that. That kills you. I don't think I'm pretty sure. I don't know if my facts are straight. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure nobody has died from marijuana yet. Not like from a marijuana overdose. No, no, no. You get really bad anxiety. That's, that's what I can see happening. Okay. Like go in a corner somewhere, go, you know, take a shower, (laughs) Mm -hmm. drink some water. Like you'll be fine. You'll be all right. That's it. Although yeah. I have to say, I am not a huge advocate of eating it because like my body <gasps> cannot tolerate it. Dude. It's just. The first time I ever did it was eating it. <laughs> oh God, like, I'm so sorry. One <laughs> of the dumbest decisions I've ever made in my life. Because I know a lot of times when you first start, like I remember when I first smoked, I didn't get high and people say, okay, sometimes you don't get high when you first do your body needs to like build it up in there or whatever. And I'm like, okay, but when I ate it, like after years of smoking, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through. Yes. Yes. It's <laughs> like, I'm not going to live, man. This is not okay. Because you feel your heart start racing. It's just like yes. a whole different. And of course, when you get it, when somebody gives you something, they're like, oh, this has so much weed in it. And you're yeah. like, oh, this is going to be great. And then you're yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to die. This is it. I immediately how regret I go. this decision. I immediately, I, I'm puking. It doesn't matter. It's already in my system. It does this not does, matter. This doesn't matter. Nope. Sorry. God. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, it was so bad. That's like the worst. I always tell people all the time, like the worst thing to do is to try it for the first time and eat it. Like, cause it, the thing with the edibles too, like it hit you all differently and you don't know what, that's like the most unpredictable 100% time of your life. (laughs) 100%. Cause you don't know, they'll say, yeah, it has this much in it. Okay, cool. And then you'll eat it and you're like, what does that mean though? That that doesn't mean shit to me now, man. Like, this feels so different. This feels so different. And also, like, different parts of your body break it down when you eat it, whereas it's just your lungs, you know, when you're smoking it. And it's... I honestly won't ever do it again, I don't think. Unless I have something very small and somebody tricks me into it, I might, but... Yeah, it's just... It's a lot. It's intense. It's intense. No. No Well, look at you. You came a long way in that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like <laughs> I tell, I was telling Julian about that too recently. I don't remember what we were talking about, but um, I was like, man, I can't believe like how much of a judgmental twat waffle I was in high school. I'm like, I hate, <laughs> I hate myself now. 
Because we all do stupid things when we're younger and when we're older. You know, I've made some stupid mistakes in these past couple of years. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, really, what's wrong with you? you? What are you doing, man? Like, what's happening? Yeah, dude. I don't know. I haven't really been smoking too much these past couple of years. So it's like, maybe I just should have been. (laughs) Maybe I should have been. Have you smoked since you've had your daughter? Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like. I just get I get anxiety now when I do. And I think it's just because I have like more responsibilities and I'm busy all the time. Like back in the day, like what were we doing? Driving around after school. We didn't have anything to do. We didn't have real lives, real jobs or anything. And I think yeah. I just like I'm like, oh, but I got to do this and this and this. But I really just want to chill, but I can't. So it's just like too frustrating to do everything right now. <laughs> did you did you grow up Catholic? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, see, that's the Catholic guilt. A friend and I Catholic guilt, you know. A friend and I talk about that all the time. She was Italian, raised in a Catholic household. She's a huge stoner too. And she's like, dude, it's the fucking Catholic guilt, man. We can't why the fuck does that shit chase us for the rest of our lives? Why? Why do you have this anxiety? Like you have anxiety about life and then you smoke to get rid of it and it doesn't go away. It amplifies it. Jesus Christ. Just gets bigger. Why? What Why? the fuck is that? I don't ever think about it, but my mind's probably just programmed to it. That's it. Yes. Yes. Your just mind is programmed. just programmed to always worry, to always think of the worst, to always think like nothing's going to work out the way you plan, even though oh you plan God. it. It's like, come on, please come leave on. me alone. Let me live. Yes. I am definitely the type of person where I am. I have already gone through all of the 23 scenarios in my head of something happening before I even like walk into it before it even like starts or happens. Like that's the type of person I am. And I go into it. Like the worst is going to happen that way. I'm just not surprised. And then if something nice happens, I'm like, Oh, this is great. (laughs) Which is most of the time, most of the time, everything's fine. Gina, most of the time. (laughs) Yes, dude. But it's so bad. Oh my God. We just, let Tori have her first sleepover this weekend. And I was never allowed to sleep over anyone's house ever, no. ever, ever. No, are you insane? Oh my, my mother God. would never. <laughs> like, I hear that's like no a way. Spanish thing. I, when yes. I say Spanish, I mean like a cultural yeah. thing, you know? Yes. Yes, dude. Oh yeah. Like Hispanics do not do sleepovers. That's not our th- only with relatives, like cousins, yeah stay over at a cousin's house cool but a friend stay over or you stay over oh you stay over at a friend's house forget it there's no what are they worried about is it like everything the parents (laughs) is it the kids is is everything 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 is there's is it is somebody going to do something they shouldn't do are you going to do something inappropriate or is is the house going to light on fire is there going to be like Uh. a there's nobody going to feed you. How are you going to sleep? <laughs> Where are you sleeping? Did somebody feed you? It's like this bullshit. And I'm like, mom, relax. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, can I, I just, no, never. What do so, I do all day in school? Literally, what do I do? <laughs> I'm going to be fine. So we had a friend come in town. He's in the army, but he's out in um, Georgia training. And it was, mm-hmm. it's about like five hours away from here. So he got a pass to go on Liberty this weekend for Mother's Day and stuff. So he came down here. And he was only in town for a night. So we're like, well, we need to go see him. We hadn't seen him in a while, blah, blah, blah. So we went and she was at a play date and I had already told her that I wasn't going to let her sleep over. And she's like, okay, okay. And it was like 11 o'clock and I'm texting the mom. I was like, how's everything going? She's like, they're good. They're just hanging out. You know, they're turning down for the night. And I was like, oh no. A, do I just suck it the fuck up and let her stay? Or B, am I going to cut my night short and have to go pick her up and everything? I didn't have anything to worry about. The mom had already offered. 
you know, she's really nice. She really, her and that girl are super cool friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Julian and Julian looked at me and goes, it's your call. And I was like, oh, he's basically okay, like, I'm great with a kid yes. free night. Yes. Do you yes. want to make your life more miserable yes. or not? Yes. yes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then I just put the phone down and I was like, okay, I made the decision. It's over now. And I was like, cool. And then I woke up the next morning, like, what did I do? Where is oh she? My God, what did I do? Oh my God. I got to go get her. I got to go yes, get her. Dude, I'm I like texting like her. <laughs> I'm like texting her. I'm like, Hey, how'd everything go? And she's like, they're just waking up and blah, blah. blah. I was like, okay. Uh, I'm going to come over in a little bit. She goes, I mean, I'm about to make them breakfast. I was like, okay, I guess I'll wait a little bit. <laughs> but it's you're always... obsessed with your daughter. This is what well, we do. Yeah. We get obsessed. And, like, you're, you're, and your anxiety goes from zero to a hundred with a kid. And now you're thinking of all the worst case scenarios in the world and all these things. And you're just like, just give me my kid back. So I don't I have know. to worry anymore. I but, know. Yeah, dude. It's anxiety can suck it. Seriously. I actually, I sent my my daughter with my brother a couple weeks ago for the first time just for a couple hours and I was really proud of myself I didn't look at my phone like I actually my brother texted me I didn't text him he was just like updating us so it was it was nice that I didn't have to but it was cool because like after I left I don't know if it was just because it was my brother or not but I was just like okay like this is fine like this is fine like this is normal this is what normal people do actually at your at your stage in at her age like some people already have had them in for daycare for like two years or a year and a half so it's like this is okay (laughs) just accept the free time Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then you're like oh my god I miss them yes (laughs) or you're like just wondering like are they did did you feed her this did you make sure she has her blanket did you make sure my mom my mom would be like dude can you leave me alone please let me do this I know what I raised you didn't I I'm like okay I'm sorry okay I'm sorry but still I'm just gonna I'm still gonna bother you I'm still gonna bug you because you raised me and this is how you were. So yes. I'm just saying, yes. Remember they no do. sleepovers? Remember I love, I love all that. I'm like, I told her, oh my God, I was waiting for her to rip my head off when I told her that I let Tori sleep over at her friend's house. Mm. But she didn't say anything to me. She was like, no. oh, okay, okay. And I know in her head, she was seething, like, oh, yeah. why did she do that? You did that. <laughs> and I'm like, ha, face, face. No. I am like really excited for our first night without her. Like I'm not. Have you done overnight yet? No, no. (gasps) She's going to be two in July. And like, I haven't done it. Like, like part of it was like the first year, like I wasn't ready to let her go with anybody. Like I was, I was able to be home and like, I just, my whole life. I'm like, I, I want to be home for the first five years until they go to school. And when they're in school, I'll work or whatever, but I'm working part-time. It is what it is. But like, that was my year. I wasn't ready to like let her go or anything yeah. like that. But then right when I was like, okay, this is cool. Then like my mom ended up having back surgery in the middle of COVID. And I was like, Oof. okay, well, like she was my main babysitter because everybody else is quarantined. Like who else am I going to give her to? Right. So like, I couldn't really go anywhere then. So it's like, we had to wait a long time to get some freedom yeah. <laughs> and I didn't want to pay a stranger, especially Dude, during same. COVID. Like, nope. I'm just, I get it. People need jobs. Like if you're a great babysitter, like I'm, I'm just nothing against you. It's just the whole stranger danger thing. I don't have cameras in my house. No. I don't have money for that. Like, <laughs> and everybody, anybody is capable of everything. Like, right. Doesn't, I, you can tell me you're awesome all you want. That's cool right. and all but you're still somebody I don't know. Right. And this is my child. So no. Exactly. 
Yeah, we've it's, never paid anybody for babysitting. Like with it's always been my parents yeah. or nobody at all. Like Right. And that's how I feel. So that's yeah. why like we're just starting to get out into the world again. <laughs> yes, dude. Just really thankful we traveled a bunch before I got pregnant. That's that's, that's really it. We're looking to go to Miami this summer. So <sighs> let's hope yeah, that COVID stays thing. that way. Yeah. Stays getting better. Are vaccinated, right? I I am fully. Yeah. He's getting a second shot in a couple weeks. Oh, um, nice. His sister, who we'd be seeing, she's vaccinated. So is his. So is her daughter. So. So oh, fun. You know, just can't wait to like get back out in the world, get her into the world. You know, yeah. she's she is a social butterfly. She is That's craving awesome. some friends. Like, you know, if I had the money, I would send her to daycare one or two days a week. I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I'm living right now. But like, yeah, she would dude. love some friends. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Do they do free uh, pre-K over there? Or no, I don't remember how. They is. do. They do do pre-K. It's usually like a half day. Um, it, you, for me, it used to be five days a week, I think. But I don't know what it is now. We're looking to move to a different town, hopefully in the next year or two. So like. Oh, nice who knows what's gonna happen yeah are you guys staying in connecticut <laughs> yeah we're gonna stay in connecticut i have a stepson so like they're here so we're kind of like grounded here in connecticut Good. we can't really like, move freely but i wouldn't want to for the first couple of years of her life so she could see all the relatives and everything well honestly like i wish i could have raised tori up there like i just went back um honestly i think the last time i was back is when i hung out with you um, oh, yeah. And that trip going back made me realize like how much I really loved being up there and how nice it was, like how nice it is to be able to raise kids up there. I feel like there's so much to do and there's so much to see yeah. and you're so close to so many other things around that are yeah. cool to see and all that. Um, I wouldn't, I don't like the weather, the winter can suck. It is, it, it's rough. It's And you do go, I mean, I personally find that as I'm getting older, I do have seasonal depression. I just don't like it. My whole mental yeah. mindset changes in the winter time. And then when yeah. springtime comes, you're like, oh, hey, oh my God, it's warm out. Like I could yeah. be in a good mood. Do you want to go day drink somewhere? Like, let's do this. I'm ready to go. <laughs> it's like you hibernate like a bear. Yes. And all of a sudden you come out like, oh my God, yeah. Yes. Like fresh face, like ready to go. Yeah, yes. Dude, do I, I want to start working out again? Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'll go for a walk. I mean, that's close enough, yes. right? That's something. That's, that's something. something. That's all that matters. You need to be doing something. Please, for the love of God, do something. That was the other thing. I was like, when I, it was like a year last year that I had after I had my daughter and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to start like working out again. I'm like physically, I'm feeling better about myself and like, no, you can't really go to the gym. No, you can't really do that. Like you go for a walk outside and then people had their masks on still outside, mm -hmm. which is absolutely ridiculous to me, but like, whatever. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was rough. So I'm really, yeah, I'm loving this year so far. Like I'm doing yeah. my podcast. I'm like seeing a whole bunch of different people that I haven't seen in years. So I'm loving life right now. <laughs> Good, man. I feel like everybody needs that feeling like at this point because we it was so hard and it was so hard in so many different ways for so many different people last year that it's like, yeah. I feel like everybody struggled with something at some point and it's mm -hmm. like, you, it almost like humanized all of us. Like for sure. It, we all dealt with it with some percentage of it, but we all collectively had to deal with it. And now mm -hmm. we're like, okay, let's get out of this funk. Let's yeah. go do something cool. Like, yeah, I think the hardest part, <laughs> I know this is going to sound really stupid, but one of the hardest things was 
working through the pandemic because I work for, you know, a hospital. So my job didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> with neither, COVID. Did, neither did Julian's. And it's like a lot of your friends are getting paid like way more than you to just sit home on unemployment. And it's like, honestly, if that were me, I'd be like, fuck yeah, this is wonderful and good for all of you. But also you have to know that we were all secretly, not so secretly hating you for all of that. (laughs) Not okay. So I hope you fully enjoyed all of those paychecks. I wish we got to see some of them. But But then it's like, it's ridiculous to think about then how people were getting paid more to do nothing than they were to actually do their jobs. Like, here's a problem that needs to be addressed. Can here's that be addressed, major please? Problem. <laughs> major problem. We need, least... to, we need to figure this out. Like, Seriously. this is not okay. <laughs> Hospital workers and, like, grocery store workers, why couldn't they get an extra, like, 200 a week or something? You know what I mean? Why everybody – it just didn't make sense to me. It really didn't, no. so – there's also a lot of confusion in my brain over the last year, but regardless. <laughs> yeah, dude, I just, I can't, I don't even know how. I've, I know so many people that worked in hospitals, so many people that worked, like people telling me about like their PPE at their, the places that they were working at was terrible. Yeah. They weren't being supplied enough of this and that. I'm like, how have we not planned for something? I mean, I understand it's, it was very unprecedented, but at the same time, yes. it was like, I was watching a documentary about this maybe happening in like January before it yeah. got crazy. Like mm-hmm. appa- people have been talking about this. Just nobody's been really listening. And Nobody. now shit hits the fan and you're like, oh no, we don't have anything. And it's like, dude, right. like we, this could have been planned so much more differently. Absolutely. Decades and decades, but yet it never happened. And it's like, oh my God, it's so awful to see how many people had to deal with subpar conditions and Mm -hmm. people having to work in hospitals and not getting paid extra money to do that like everybody should have gotten if you were still working there should have been some sort of hazard pay something something something. yeah here we're gonna pay for this vacation for you something Mm -hmm. like here you get two weeks of extra vacation next year something something i was really go ahead go ahead i was i was just gonna say all i know is the pollution issue is going to be next, I bet. I mean, I know pandemics, viruses, cool, but like, I also feel pollution is a huge problem that none of us, we're all ignoring it. I feel like we're all like, we're ignoring pollution. We can ignore a virus. This is fine. Yeah. Like this is, (laughs) do you, you understand that once we get to a point where we can't turn back, like we really can't turn we back. Can't. Like, no. I know, I know everybody thinks it's just like, oh, haha, let's just brush it off. But it's like nobody wants to just acknowledge the fact that it's a problem. There are places where the plastic is so dense that you're like knee deep in like bottles and shit in yeah. oceans and bodies of water in different areas of the world. Like, of there's course. a giant island of trash floating around the ocean that's like bigger than texas i think now or something oh my like, god and asinine. oil is still leaking oil is still leaking from that leak i it's believe asinine. if i'm not mistaken i heard last year it was still fully going we went to mexico actually two years ago one of the trips that we took which was a lot of fun but um the one thing i was really looking forward to was the beach and when we went to it it was so it was there was so much seaweed that we couldn't enjoy the water and i was like yeah why is 
why is this like this? And they're like, well, in Brazil, the dyes that they use for the clothing and everything, they just dump into the water and then it kills all the seaweed in that area. And then it brushes and then it goes ashore. This is where it lands. So this is the time of year. Like, sorry, (laughs) this is just what happens. And I'm like, this is horrible. (laughs) Hello? What the fuck? (laughs) Like, seriously. What in the world? And they were, like, raking it out all the time. They had nets up and everything, and it was still wasn't even cutting it. So it was just like, damn. So that's the next pandemic that's going to happen, I bet. So (sighs) that's sad. I try to do what I can. I mean, I'm not a perfect person, but I try my best to, you know, be recycled. You have to. You have to figure out a way. And even that, like somebody was telling me, do you know recycling is BS? And I was like, stop, please don't tell me this is like something that I was contributing. And now you're telling me that what I'm doing is bull crap. I'm like, please don't tell me People in New York say that too, because there's so much trash in New York and like they pay people off to take their recycling. Like I get it in that area, but like in a nutshell, it is, it's way better than just throwing it into the river the forest the ocean you know it's going somewhere then you know Mm -hmm. i hate everyone (laughs) and we come around full circle ladies and gents full circle we hate the show we hate everybody and that's it the end (laughs) so you guys are you guys still in florida we are so right now when we when he got out of the marines he got out in 2012 and he went to school up out in Orlando for to be a BMW mechanic mm-hmm. um he really Ooh. liked uh BMWs and he wanted to work on them so that was going to be his little his gig right after he got out um so we moved to Orlando so he can go to school there and then when he graduated he had the option of either going to Tampa or coming to Jacksonville um and the job in Jacksonville here um told him that they were going to pay him more to oh, yeah. work here so he's like oh whatever so we came out here. I was pregnant when we got here. I was seven months pregnant when we got here. Um, so starting a new life, new place, new everything. Um, yeah. When we've been here now, which is crazy to think we've been here for seven years and it's like, what? It's like, I can't believe that it's already been, it's going to be seven years in a week. I think. Time yep. flies. In like a week and a half. Yeah, man. It's insane. And I really like it. I mean, everybody talks a lot of shit about Florida Everybody loves to shit on it and all that. I love yes. Florida. Yes, it's weird. <laughs> yes, we have a lot of weird people here. Yes, alligators just casually walk around the street. <laughs> like, no big deal. No big that's deal. That's a thing. It's fine. But honestly, it's really cool. Like where we live is really cool because we're really close to the beach. And mm-hmm. um, there's also a lot of nature and a lot of really cool area. Um, and it's fun to raise Tori here because there's so much stuff to do. Um, She's living so the dream here. in Florida, I feel like she's having yeah dude she's like it's going to the beach in december while her like my friend was out here visiting from colorado with her kids and uh she um they had just left colorado they came in april they left colorado it was like 40 degrees in colorado and they got here and it was like 85 and i'm like yes yes dude i'm like and she's i'm telling her all the time like yeah it's like 40 degrees where they live and she's like ew She's like, I don't even know what that's like. And I'm not that interested. Sounds, that sounds terrible. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's, that's how cold it is in some areas right now. So she's, oh. she's looking out in that department for sure. Well, how's mom life treating you? What are you up to these days? Um, well, right now I'm not working. Um, I was doing uh, personal training for a while. I was working at a gym for 
about a year. Oh, yeah, you were doing CrossFit for a couple of years. Yeah, so I did you? CrossFit. Uh, yeah, I did CrossFit for three and a half years, almost four years. Um, so that was amazing. That was a blast. That was so much fun. And um, also the ultimate ass kicker because it just completely just takes a toll on your body and I'm paying for it now, but yeah, um, <laughs> your knees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, my knees. I just played a scrimmage at Tori's uh, soccer practice last weekend or last week. And I was playing and I was like, Oh, these knees are screaming. Like what is happening right now? Dude? Like, damn. <laughs> like this cannot be it. This cannot be it. But yeah, I did cross it for three and a half years. And then I, um, after I was done, I got my personal training certification Cool. And then uh, one of the girls I actually met through CrossFit, she was opening a gym and she needed coaches. And I was like, I mean, I'll do it. I mean, that's cool. That sounds great. Whatever. Nice. And yeah. So we were the first people or the, like the, our group of coaches was the first to open up the gym and they're still up and running, which is awesome. They survived the pandemic, which is also nice. really great. Um, so I was coaching there for about a year and some change. And then we moved and the house where we're at now is further away than mm. I was before. And now I'm driving almost 40 minutes for part-time work. And I'm like, dude, that's just hard. It's hard on me. It's yeah. hard. The traffic is rough on the way there and back. I'm like, I just can't. And then if I had to get up early in the morning for five o'clock classes in the morning, oh. I'd have to get up at 3.45. Oh no. Like, oh no. With goodbye. a kid? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's not happening. I'm okay. Um, so it was a really good time. I loved it. I was, honestly, that was one of the big accomplishments I've had. I feel like in the last like five years of my life is being able to get this coaching certification or in my personal training certificate and being able to, you know, teach people to be fit and to actually enjoy working out and to have fun working out. Cause like if people understood that it's not just torturing yourself starving yourself and being miserable it's actually a lot of fun and you can literally do anything that gets you moving is a workout like this this whole mentality of like if i'm not burning 600 calories at the gym if i'm not dying and slaying my body i'm not if i'm not running three miles on the treadmill dude fuck that (laughs) walk on a walk on a fucking incline for 30 minutes and you're worked out and you're gonna burn like you know, a pretty decent amount of calories there. And that's yeah. that. And just move on every day, do something different. And like, I loved, I love being able to teach people to enjoy being fit and enjoy exercise and enjoy just giving a shit about your body. Cause it's yeah. so important. And it's like, you take care of your body and everything you do to it, it's going to pay you back. You know what I mean? You're going to feel good and you're going to fight off diseases and you're going to, you know, have a, a good functioning body for your kids or to go on a walk with your significant other, like right. all these things. And it's just, that was my favorite thing about it was learning so much about people and so much about their fitness journeys and getting people to lose 20 pounds, 25 pounds. Like that was awesome yeah. to be there from the beginning to the end. Like it, that's incredible to me. That Um, must be a really good feeling to watch someone transform. Dude, it was so awesome. And like taking, we do before and after pictures and like putting those pictures next to each other and showing them what they look like. And it's like the look in their eyes, like, what? That's me. Like, there's no way. Like, yes, dude, like, it's amazing. (laughs) And like to know that you're a part of that and them achieving that is really, really cool. That was definitely one of the highlights of my life in the last five years was getting that certification for sure. But that's great. Congratulations. That's something good. 
So I try, I did personal training a little bit for my neighbors right when the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it was just hard because everybody's just kind of like, we don't want to be around yeah, anyone. No, no. So I'm hoping and working now, out with a mask yeah. on, like, no. So now I'm hoping no. that with the vaccinations and stuff that I can eventually get recertify myself and try to get back into it yeah. and actually do it since, you know, people are going to be more willing to do it and stuff. And I think people here have been pretty, um, okay with working out, you know, you've got certain percentages in some of the gyms and stuff, but I think now they're, they've kind of lifted everything down here, Yeah, which everybody judges us for. Cause I'm like, but I mean, <laughs> the benefit of down here, honestly, is the fact that we get to be outside most of the year. Yeah. And you know, you, we have used that to our advantage tremendously. And it's not to say that Florida hasn't had some crappy numbers in some areas, but the big benefit is the fact that we get to spend 90% of the year outside. So it's, we can do a lot outside. Absolutely. Um, And like when you're outside, you shouldn't have to wear a mask. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Unless I'm get like this close to somebody and we're talking like this outside, the UV light kills it. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. Come on, get with it. Like I'm glad with Tori school, like she's been in school full time since August of last year. Uh, Yes. And, um, she's been you know she wears a shield and a mask inside but when she's outside they let them run around with no mask on thank god and they're playing and they're you know the teacher just has to make sure that they're not like always next to each other right. like super super close because they right, have no yeah. boundaries they have no, no personal they don't. space no, they don't. <laughs> so she just no. has to keep an eye on that but besides that they're able to run around without their masks on and it's like yes please thank god <laughs> like let them be free and i mean it's been so gnarly for them And it's also kind of cool for everybody, at least in America, like kids are absolutely disgusting. They're just full of germs. (laughs) They're full of diseases, viruses. They're just full of everything. But this past year, they're not like masks really work. Like my stepson, Mm -hmm. he, he has like a shittier immune system than some kids. Like he picks up everything. He's sick like every other week, every, like at least once a month when he's in school, Mm -hmm. he had, I think he's been sick once this year. And I'm just like, your body is probably loving this. Like, Oh, I can like recoup. Like I can like heal, like fully heal now. So I feel like he's going to be better because his body had time to like was a catch up (laughs) yeah like just not be sick and just like oh this is cool we're going we're thriving (laughs) yeah that's so great good for him man that's exciting yeah dude I was so worried about this year and I was like I was really apprehensive about it and I was just like I don't know if it's gonna be good for her like I'm so glad that it that we because we had the option you could either put them in or you can have them do online school and we did the online for a little bit at the end of last year um but we said that if we had the option that we were going to consider to at least send her back. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to give this school an opportunity to show me that they're going to handle this correctly. Right. And they're going to be able to do what they need to do to, to ensure that they're safe and that they, they've got everything they need. And yeah, I mean, it's been great. They've had, um, I think only like seven cases so far in the whole school year. That's pretty good. Um, so I'm like, that's for little kids. That's like really good. Yeah, dude. And it's, I think most of them has, have been people. It hasn't been an outbreak. There hasn't been an outbreak in the school. It's been like outside kid brings it in and it's mm-hmm. like, go back home, you know, whatever. Yeah. But... Yeah. That's good. Yeah. My stepson's been in full time too. We were just like, no, he needs to go because like yeah. he did suffer at the end of last year. Like it's so different when you're not physically in school, like, and parents mm-hmm. like 
we're great but like we also like we haven't been in school for years <laughs> like so we don't remember and also there's different techniques of math and like yeah. that's infuriating in itself so it's like the, he's the type of person he needs to be in the environment to learn so I'm very thankful that he was able to go back Good, man. that's awesome yeah same here it was just so <sighs> and she's an only child so it's hard on her anyway and I'm like yeah. I want her to still have some of that socialization and some of that you yeah. know familiarity with her friends and all that and like it, it would have been really hard if she couldn't do it again she had a really hard time last year like not being around everyone and okay. her teacher last year luckily was really cool and she would have like little meetups outside and they could like see each other and play around for a little bit and that's good yeah it was really nice but it's it shit was hard man it is hard I, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. I really appreciate the conversation. It's It was nice to get to know you more since we yeah. only had a brief couple of hours when we first met each other. So yeah. this was great. And I'm glad everything's going well for you. Thank um, you, man. You too. Keep, thanks. I your past your, is... I'm so obsessed with like your daughter's dimples. I'm like... <laughs> okay, I had to say, she's so cute. She is. So like, I, I'm obsessed with her. I like, I can't even believe she's so cute. I, she's all of my good karma that I have Yay! in life. That's her. That's it's like embodied her. in one That's tiny her. little person. Mostly in the dimples, but. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And yours is beautiful. Some of the pictures Thanks, you take, I'm just like, look at that little face. Like she's still little to me. I know she's I know, big to dude. you, but like. She hates it when I call her little. She's like, I'm not little anymore. I'm like, mm, sorry. But you are though. <laughs> but you are, but whatever. Sorry. I guess you're a big kid, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> okay. I, she laughs because I tell her I'm like when I'm doing her hair or whatever I'll be braiding it she's like why do you always have to braid my hair I'm like because it looks really pretty because she has like hazel yeah. and like all these different high I'm like people pay to have their hair look like yours and she 100%. goes what? she goes what do you mean by that and I'm like oh nothing never mind just <laughs> like, nothing let me go touch just, up my roots real quick yeah, no, let me just <laughs> let me just swipe these grays over this way it's cool don't worry about oh, me they don't even know what they have so funny. <laughs> whatever well, thanks again for being yeah, on. Um, thank you. I wish you the best of luck with everything. And Me I hope too. that you come up and visit. If not, like, I'll let you know when I'm in Florida. Yes, <laughs> please. That'd be awesome. Dude, I was talking to Julian about going up there. Maybe if we go up there, hopefully if we go up there this year or next year, I will definitely keep you posted. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again for being on. Of course. And thank, thank you. you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast because I certainly did. Um, if you are interested in getting to know Diane a little bit more, or if you have any questions for her or about the Marines, let me know and I'll let her know. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. You're the best. Bye. <laughs>